And we're back with James O'Connor, designer of Jewelers Row, and welcome to Dino World. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Bastion, a projecting part of a fortification, a fortified area or position, a place of security or survival, a place dominated by a particular group or marked by a particular characteristic. And being the ever so uh, area control fan myself, this word does appeal to me. I don't know about you. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> this one like leapt off the page for me. Like, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, the I mean, the thing I couldn't shake from my head uh, was like the fortification or a fortified area. And uh, I'm a big fan of like, medieval themes and stuff like that and so i couldn't shake the idea of castles uh in, in relationship to this word it just it was so fitting and perfect in, in pretty much every way what do you think uh, they meant by a projecting part of a fortification so to me that seemed like kind of like a um like you know those towers where it's like you know the towers going up and there's like a little piece of the tower is kind of sticking off to the side and like a little mini tower is kind of attached to the main tower gotcha yeah. uh, like i thought of that or like the ramparts on top of a castle where they're kind yeah. of hanging over the edge so you can like look down. Um, those were kind of the, the images that came to my mind when I was reading the definition. Yeah, just like an extension, I think. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so the thing, the game idea that came to me from this definition was actually one that I worked on several years ago um, when deck builders were all the rage. Uh, and, uh, so I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try m my hand at building a deck builder. And, um, I, what I wanted to do to kind of make it different was, uh, make it a little bit more interactive. Like you did things with the cards after you acquired them. Um, and so I'll, I'll, that's the game I was going to kind of pitch here. So just try not to choke as I blow the dust off of it <laughs> sitting there for a while. <laughs> hey, I played a game at Unpub with rules that were dated 2009 or, might have been 2011 or something, but the the person whose game it was had the, the copyright in the year on their on their rules, and it was definitely at least six or seven plus years old. So I'm good. That's fantastic. And it was a fun game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's the important part. Um, so yeah, this one I called Shuffle Siege because uh, the idea is that you've got two players and they each have their castle. And they're trying to siege each other's castles by using a uh, deck shuffling, deck building mechanic. Um, and so in the game, you have kind of a long rectangular board that's divided up into three lanes. So it's almost a little bit like a tower defense or like a, uh, a lane control game as well. Uh, you have your castle on either end. And your goal is to defend your castle because in the castle at the very end is your king card. And so if, any, if you ever lose your king, then the game's over. Uh, and you start with a little deck that's got some money, it's got some archers, it's got some peasants, and that's kind of what you start with. Um, and in between the two castles is um, three lanes of about five slots long each. So five spaces long, three, three lanes across, and you're trying to... Uh, acquire cards, put them in your castle to defend your castle, but also deploy them into the central area and advance them down the lanes to try and get to the opponent's castle. Um, and if you can, you know, siege the castle, break through, capture their king, then you would win. So the idea was that you would get different kinds of cards, you know, like knights and wizards and catapults and stuff like that. And um, you could 
acquire more and more cards and put them in your deck and you know your standard deck building mechanic where you you know spend the money buy the card it goes in there comes out later you throw it on the field it might die and then just goes into your discard pile and comes back later uh so you're just trying to build a stronger and stronger deck so that you can overwhelm your opponent's forces on one of the lanes and push far enough so that you can uh, get to the castle and so if you put a new card in one of those lanes any other cards that were already there would get pushed ahead one and then if they encountered an enemy card that was coming from the opposite direction those two cards would fight so they'd have like a basic attack and defense value and so if your attack was better than defense then you would knock that card off and kind of assume their position on the board that's kind of how you would advance so you're trying to like push cards into the lanes that would then push other cards forward and then when they encountered they would kind of resolve um and if you can do that and get it all the way across the board and capture the opponent's king then you would win so is there a lot of movement like were, were you picking up cards and moving them around quite a bit yeah, so it was it was kind of almost like a minis game in, in a way because you were treating each card uh, as an individual unit and every card in a lane would move together. So if I put a new card in the right-hand lane, every card that's in front of that would push ahead one. So you'd slide them all down one to make room for the new card. And then if those if that sliding encountered a new card, an enemy card, then those two cards would resolve and you would take the one of those two cards would take the other positions spot based on who won and who lost. So there were two people or two different ways I've seen that could combat that in a really good way and like um because it's a lot of shif- shuffling things around and like there was a game called Battle at Kemble's Cascade and this is probably like 2014 it might have came out. Oh and yeah, I've heard about that. It's like, it's the, like a, based on like the arcade games. Yeah, exactly. It's like an arcade like sh- space shooter. Uh, like like mm-hmm. ship shooter, but what it had was these like little plastic lanes that would shift, and you had three cards in each lane or something like that. And when I guess like the screen scrolled or whatever, things shifted, mm-hmm. and and you shift you use those those lanes and the plastic lanes made it super easy to to shift an entire row of cards. Uh, and it as you were saying that, it made me think of that. Those just like even. You could even like three three D print something like that nowadays. Like, that, that would be really cool. Actually, I, I've like, heard of that game, but I've never had a chance, opportunity to play it. And I don't know if you can find it anymore. Is I it still own it, and I bought it at I think like Gen Con or something. And it was, it's a beast. Like it's a good like two and a half hour game, I think, or at least like a two hour game. And it's wow, I love it. It's fun. It's very thematic, and it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's just like a riot to play, and it's uh. It's like competitive, but not like direct combat because you're usually fighting against the elements and the other things. But but you can attack each other, so uh, it's neat. It's hmm. it's definitely like it kind of stands on its own and it's different than a lot of other things. Yeah, I definitely need to check that one out. I played a session of it with um, uh, Tim. What is his his uh, his game channel called? Gray Elephant Games. Uh, me and him played it at the booth of, of whoever made it. And I can't remember if it was like Z-Man or someone or Stronghold or whoever it was, we, we were playing at their booth and it was just the loudest, mm-hmm. most like <laughs> like riot <laughs> of a game, like me and him. And it, it was just a lot of fun. That was that kind of sealed the deal that I was like, all right, I have to buy it. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, and the mechanics just sounded very interesting from that one and like how it kind of preserved the state of each lane as you was kind of coming down. It, yeah, it, it just, definitely portrayed that sense of an old arcade shooter and it just in a like space. it just made it so it wasn't like a, a hassle of picking things up and and moving a lot of things around and that's why i thought of it as a component for this it would be neat right exactly so the other thing i thought was just you know the digital space it's easy in a digital sense to 
push a bunch of cards you know that's true that's true uh, yeah i need to work on my app developing skills they are zero right now <laughs> <laughs> mine are slightly above zero but not much no i designed I yeah de- no, i was thinking that you could have like go ahead oh no no i developed a couple apps years ago and once they like had a bug i was out like i was like i can't fix the bug i can i can make the app but i can't <laughs> fix the bugs <laughs> yeah try, trying to crawl through that code to find the one place where you forgot a semicolon is just like ridiculous <laughs> so what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say um with the different kinds of units in this game uh in shuffle siege i was thinking that you could have like uh different kinds of wizards and stuff like that. you'd have a fire wizard and an ice wizard and you could only play fire and ice spells from your hand like you could buy spells and put them in your hand if you have that kind of caster on the on the board um so like if you had a, a a wizard who was moving down the ranks or uh, holding back in your castle, then you could play fire cards from your hand as long as you had him. But if you lost him, then your fire cards are gone and you can't use them anymore. They're dead in your hand. So I thought that would be interesting too, because then you're trying to balance, okay, well, I really want this guy to be able to cast these spells, but I don't want to lose him. So I want to hold him back, but then he's going to becomes a target for anything range. So I thought that could be an interesting mechanic that I hadn't seen before too. That's really interesting in a deck builder because like filling your opponent's hands with garbage and deck builder is great like you you want to fill your opponent's hands mm-hmm. with just cards that are trash and things like that and for you to build your deck around a certain thing but for me to disable that one thing then you know i remove it from the board and also potentially make things in your hand trash that i know i watched you pick up like exactly. that, that's really interesting yeah i like that that element about it, the, one of the, it was one of my favorite parts of it uh, because you could like you know you get this fire wizard and you just buy a bunch of fire spells and as soon as he's gone those fire spells are useless to you until you can get another fire firecaster back on the on the field so that that push and pull of being able to have some really powerful abilities but they're all going through one central focus which is a vulnerable focus I thought made for an interesting element in the game yeah that's great that's cool cool any anything else well, cool for this. No, I think uh, that was kind of the crux of it. Uh, but definitely, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. I um, no, I just I, you know I thought of it as like every single area control where you you know you have your units and then you drop your fortification of whatever sort uh, into the area. Just, oh yeah, kind just of locking to, down an area. Yeah, to lock it down or to 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 even more than reinforce to give you some sort of bonus in there and it's like a different style component than your, than your, than your dudes that are on the map. And it's just, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that, that I love about that kind of game. So that's as far as I thought about it. It just, it was right up my alley, but it it seemed like a cool word. And I I like that you had a very different take on it than uh, my generic. Yeah. It's one of those things like castles, castles and fortifications are like one of those things that they can be the focus of the game like you can be sieging a castle or they can be something you pull back from and they can be like oh there's castles all over the map and where you place a castle kind of does something um or you know you can have like a political intrigue that's inside a castle or there, there are so many ways to approach this um that it, it kind of becomes something that can take up any element of the game it could be the focus or it can be a backdrop or it can be a mechanic or it can be a component or it can be anything you want um there are just so many different takes on that element uh that it makes it kind of an interesting one yeah for it, it absolutely is my one castle thing i did was i was making a game where you're actually building card castles and that was part of the game <laughs> like building them out of playing mm-hmm, cards exactly it's just it, <laughs> it's impossible it's so difficult to do that yeah to, to gamify it there was this level of like even just getting past the first 
step of it that uh, we couldn't do to get to the actual game part. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but I guess there's things like like um, Rhino Hero. It just the the cards mm-hmm. are folded in a way that it helps you you know achieve that goal. When you start out with just straight playing cards and you got to get that first level going, it is like it's mm-hmm. hard. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've never been good at building card castles in my life. Uh, but I was at, uh, I think it was where I met you, it was at uh, PAX Unplugged last year. Uh, I saw a game, I think it was from Breaking Games, uh, it was like about building a house of cards. And they used um, a couple of different mechanics. They had like little wooden blocks that could be put on the board as like a like a foundation almost. You could like lean cards against the wooden blocks so they wouldn't oh, move neat. as much. Yeah. Uh, and you were trying to like play cards from your hand, like raise levels and like say this card can only touch these kinds of things. And based on how you built the house, that could be really easy or it could be really hard. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting mechanic. That's a lot of people playing that one. I don't know if you ever saw at uh, like Gen Con, they have the like card castle corner. I don't know what it's called where oh, uh, card hollow or yes, exactly. Like that. That, and yeah. they just, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's just a massive corner area of maybe like 50 feet by a hundred feet where, people are just building massive card castles. There's just thousands of like magic, the gathering cards or whatever people donate mm-hmm. and people sit there for three days and make these card castles. And me and my son sat there forever just building them. And some of them are as tall as me. Some of them are. <laughs> and the whole idea is at the end of, I think it's the Saturday night at Gen Con, uh, people throw coins and knock them down. And then all the coins are collected for charity. <laughs> And people oh, would awesome. bid to throw the first coin. And you know, they'd start out saying, I'll, I'll spend a dollar, I'll spend $10. I swear it got up to $1,000 of people just chipping in for, the first, for somebody to throw that first coin. And it was just, a, it's such an amazing like, thing to watch is just watch it over the three, <laughs> three days just grow into these huge, like people try to really reinforce certain ones and you're only using the cards, mm-hmm. you're not using anything else, but it's just trying to make those ones that are going to withstand people throwing coins and it's great. It that's, was fun. That I, sounds fantastic. I also I've got pictures, beamed but... by a quarter during it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which, which, it was like somebody really like winged that across the room. And <laughs> but aside from that, it was a lot of fun. Oh, you got injured for a good cause, at least. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it was like they're trying to figure out who's going to throw that first quarter or first coin, and they split the room into two groups, the left and the right. And they're saying, all right, this person's the nomination for left. Everybody throw in your money. And people are – there was like a, a balcony and then people under – people are just dropping like $20 bills like just to just to donate for our side to be the first one throwing the coin. Oh it was just gosh. like it – was, it was intense. There was just money flying everywhere. Well, that's, that's definitely gaming for a good cause. Yeah, it was great. And <laughs> I would like to see that at smaller cons, just, just a – like people mm-hmm. love to build the castles, people love to knock them down, and people, you know, are always willing to give, you know, pocket change to a good cause. Exactly. The the thing that I that always struck me from the pictures and stuff uh, of these giant castles and and everything was that most of them are made out of Magic the Gathering cards, from what I saw. Yeah. And I just it it amused me that there are so. So many Magic the Gathering cards that are so worthless that they serve no other purpose except as building <laughs> material to chuck coins at. <laughs> well, like full disclosure, at Buttonshy here, I uh, have gotten rid of many, many, many cards. I mean, I have boxes of 4,000 cards where I'm just like, this is not selling, this is not doing anything, this is getting recycled. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, we have a lot of cards where I just was like, where can I donate a box of 4,000, um, you know, misprinted twin stars cards like i just (laughs) like what am i gonna do with them like we reprinted them and just what do i do with it so uh yeah there's there's a lot (laughs) here that has just been taking up space and storage and things like that so i thought of like those type of events being perfect for it oh definitely absolutely it just isn't as good looking as the magic cards that's true (laughs) it's the same card repeated (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah, this was fun. So tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Yeah, mostly I'm on Twitter. Uh, that's where I, I uh, like to focus on all the communications with the with the outside world. Uh, it's at Stellaris Games, S T E L L A R I S, and uh, I try to check in on there every couple of days. Uh, I'm not as active as I should be, but uh, I would definitely love to hear from anybody if you have thoughts on uh, this or any of the other podcasts we've been doing here with Button Shy. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah.